0: Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today's message is taken from our Gospel reading from the 28th chapter of St. Matthew, with an emphasis on these words. Jesus said, Behold, I am with you always, to the end of the age. This is our text, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. The words of Jesus at the end of St. Matthew's Gospel are instantly identifiable to those who have spent any significant amount of time in the church. Generally, the first words which come to mind when a believing Christian hears the citation of Matthew 28 are the great... what's that word? Commission. Commission is what you might call a loaded word for when your ears hear it spoken your brain begins to kick into gear and to process the work that there is for you to do. To be commissioned means to be given a task and generally speaking our minds are not wired to rest until we've had time to amply process that task or until the task is done or at the very least, until it's well along its way so that we need not stress out about it every waking moment. Let's take today's gospel verse as our exempli gratia. If I were to ask many of you to recite the Great Commission, odds are that if you've been taught it in Sunday school or confirmation or adult instruction, then you probably remember first Jesus' words. Go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. A number of you might even raise your hands and say, Wait a minute, Pastor, you forgot another very important part, where Jesus says, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. Focus first and foremost on what there is for us to do. Indeed, you would be right in thinking this way. But for many of us, unfortunately, this is where the words of the Great Commission end. At our labor, at our job, at the work that God has given us to do. We boil the Great Commission down to a list of instructions to keep the church occupied until the day of Christ's return. But friends, this was not at all his intent. While certainly a gross oversimplification, you might see the point that I'm starting to make. We sinners have the unfortunate tendency to interpret the task of ministry in the church purely in terms of the law and not the gospel. We do, so, we do so because we ignore the great promise which Jesus attaches to the very end of the Great Commission when he says, Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You see, dear brothers and sisters in Christ, to be called to labor in the church, be it as a called and ordained servant, or as part of the priesthood of all believers, is a joyous thing indeed. It's not like homework. It's not like the chores that we have to do to get to the part of the day where we can finally kick our legs up and rest. Christ offers us rest within His church, within the place that He calls us to serve. What Jesus is demonstrating by attaching command to promise in Matthew 28 is that He does not mean to take a hands-off approach to the work of evangelism, but rather that He is truly present and active with those who minister the gospel in His name. As such, This ought to fundamentally alter the lens by which we view his great commission. It is not as though Jesus is saying, do this work that I have given so that I will be with you and that you might be rewarded. No. He is saying, go out and do this work which I have given with the full assurance that I am with you in your work, that I labor alongside you and before you, and that I myself am your reward. Thus, the labor itself becomes a bounty and not a burden, for in our service we come to a fuller knowledge of Christ who has become the servant of all. In our work, the work that the church does, we grow closer to Christ who is with us in the mission field. As we get closer and closer to Christmas, I confess to you, dear friends, a certain melancholy that threatens to creep into this celebration and festivity that that surrounds the observance of our Savior's birth. You see, each year at Christmas Eve, we host a great number of guests, visitors, and even baptized members who if we're being honest, we will not see again until either Easter or maybe for some not until next year's Christmas celebration. The cynical assertion which ever plagues my thoughts is a certain resentment for these individuals. That is my sin. Why do we carry on with this mask of merriment, I ask, knowing that you will not set foot in this place for another year. And all the while I have to smile at you and minister to you as though this is not a problem." The bitterness eventually gives way to reflection and self-examination. And I believe after years of pondering this question, why don't they come back? The answer is, at least in part, that they do not understand or that they they do understand at some level that to be in the church is to be confronted daily with Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ, unfortunately, is not what they came to see. To those outside of the church, the appeal of the Christmas festival has more to do with the pageantry, the lovely songs, the family gathering, the comforts of nostalgia, than anything at all to do with the actual acknowledgement of God's indwelling with man and all that that entails to the heart that believes. For as the Great Commission demonstrates to us, God's dwelling is not always a comfortable thing. It is equal measure, command, and promise. Go and make disciples. Go and baptize. Go and teach. And if I may borrow from another passage, go and sin no more. This is what happens in God's church. We are given all of these commands and for most people that is simply too much. Make no mistake, O Christians, Christ is indeed present in the command and in the promise. He is present in totality in his church. What that means for us here, who are present with Him, is that we will, by virtue of hearing Him and receiving Him, be changed. The Great Commission has as its command the charge to cease walking in our old sinful ways. If we are to be standard-bearers for Christ, then we are compelled to live in such a way as befits His holy name. And yet, according to the promise He makes, we also rejoice that it is not our duty to transform ourselves, but rather to hear, to be fed, and to be transformed by means of Christ's active presence here in this place. Emmanuel in Ecclesia is Christ making good on his promise to be with us to the very end of the age. Therefore, see with your eyes Hear with your ears and taste with your tongue how your Lord comes to you each and every day within this congregation. Is it not Christ, whose voice speaks to you in his holy absolution, offering you the forgiveness of sins? Is it not Christ, whose name is given you in the waters of holy baptism, sealing you as his very own, clothing you with the robe of his righteousness? Is it not Christ, Who presides over the table, who welcomes you to take, eat, the true food of his crucified flesh and to drink the blessed vintage of his very blood, shed freely for the forgiveness of all your sins? Is it not Christ in you and through you, accomplishing his work in the world to bring the lost and the forsaken out of the darkness of sin and in to his marvelous light? Friends, To be commissioned by Christ in his church means to become yourselves the very image of Christ to your neighbor, as he dwells in you daily, richly, fully, through his church on earth. You need not wait until Christmas Day to celebrate The coming of your Lord and Savior. For I tell you, he is with you this day. He comes to you in a specific time and place here on earth. He has chosen his church to reveal himself to a new generation of believers. For those who come just one day out of the year, rest assured, He is still present in this place. His word is still being proclaimed, and His spirit is still opening hearts to receive the good news. The question then becomes if you can be here where He has promised to be, why would you not be? Jesus is with the church just as he has promised, he will not depart her, he will not leave her, he will not forsake her, even to the very end of the age. In his most faithful name, amen. May the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in this same Christ Jesus present here in this church until life everlasting. Amen.